All right, it's Friday, so that means it's time for another episode of, you ready? Itty Bitty Podcast presents Friends Friday. Boom. New name for the new show that we're doing on Fridays, apparently. So every Friday from now on, well, I mean, for the foreseeable future, just while everything's kind of crazy, we're going to be doing an extra podcast. We've already done like three or four of them, um, and so now we're just throw a name on it so it'll be friend friday and i'm gonna do a podcast with um you know some friends that i haven't maybe talked to regularly or that i don't talk to on a regular basis but i try to keep in touch with people as as much as i can and obviously with with life and like i'm not just gonna call somebody when i don't have anything to say either you know like i can i can follow you on social media and root for your success without you know blowing your phone up and shit but Anyway, um, so this week I have my buddy Chris on. We go way, 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 way back um, since second grade. Um, We both used to be a couple of fat fucks and uh, lost a bunch of weight. And uh, now we're into fitness and stuff. So we talked a little bit about that. And we talked about what you can do during the coronavirus to kind of get some workouts in. We talked about all types of stuff. We told some stories from back in the day. Um, It involves almost the homicide of a giraffe not really a homicide it would be like manslaughter because it was an accident but but yeah whatever the equivalent of manslaughter to a giraffe is but um yeah so i don't really have an intro for this it's just it'll be just like another episode so i guess get ready to hang out and be friends with us welcome to the itty bitty We're starting. We got we're fucking recording. So we just been doing some extra episodes of the show with everything shut down. So these will please keep these go out on like Friday, and then the regular show will go out on Tuesday. So I've been having friends on the show. If you've been listening, um, you know normally we have like a different guest with a different topic. So this week I have one of my oldest friends on the show. Not like oldest in age, because um, otherwise he'd be like probably dead from coronavirus right now. But oldest as far as like longest um friendships we've known each other what since like second grade or some shit or earlier than that or so my friend chris is here to chat with me for a little bit we're gonna hang out and fucking video chat because that's apparently what you do now so how you doing bud i'm doing super awesome this is my first podcast ever so i'm a little um not nervous i don't know what the right word is yeah, everybody, nobody ever knows what to expect when they come on. It's just like, it's, it's just a conversation. We'll just, it, we'll get, we'll get there. We'll be good, you know? Um, but I wanted to talk to you cause you have like a weird, not weird, but like you went to Alaska to, for like marine biology, but then you ended up staying there and working in the restaurant industry. And then you're um, into, and now you're like a spin instructor. Yeah, that's definitely a weird story for sure. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty pretty accurate. So yeah, I came to Alaska pursuing marine biology. Got that degree. Um, Still love it. Uh, Just you know, was one of those fields that had I been more mature at 18, I would have realized I should probably do more research in what comes after your degree which is hopefully if you're afforded the opportunity, more education to eventually get to a place where you get paid. So with a bachelor's degree in marine biology, you, you either don't get paid or you pay other people to do work. So I, you know, I, I couldn't sustain that. And while I was going through school, I, um, I worked in the dining field, I guess you could say. Um, I never really, went into the restaurants out here though. I, I kind of stopped that when I left Massachusetts, but, um, but at the same time I did do dining on campus 
to just kind of pay for stuff. I started as a student worker and then eventually I became the director of that dining operation, which led me to pursuing a business degree. And um, yeah, so it's been kind of crazy. And then on the side, I got really kind of heavily into fitness, which if you knew me prior to this yeah, podcast, you're now. To me, yeah, I don't know about that, but um, I, I don't know what that means either. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so prior to moving to Alaska, you would not expect that of me. So um, that made me start doing these spin class things. Uh, uh, and then I loved it because I got to play music pretty much. I got to be a DJ. Um, and so I've been doing that for a few years now. How long have you been awesome. doing spin, you said? Uh, as an instructor, just over two years, I think I started, yeah, about two years ago. Is that what you started when you got into fitness was, was spin first or what did you get into first? No, I actually got into running first. So it, it was like 2000. I, I fucking know, hate running. I hate it. I actually still hate I it too. Even, even it. then when I was doing it all the time, I hated it. But um, I work out every day now and I can't get myself to run. Like I can't do it. I just don't like it. I feel like it fucks up my knees too, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I've ever felt great after especially long runs. I've done quite a few half marathons and relays and stuff that have extensive distances for, for me, somebody my size. Um, and I always love finishing, but I, I've never like mid-run been like, man, this is the best fucking thing I could ever be doing right now. I think That's everybody true. loves finishing, bud. That's, well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Um, but there are people that love the act of running, and I just there hasn't been a time where I've looked at my watch or something and been like, you know what, I've been running for forty eight minutes now, and I'm just loving life. I I want to run forever. Right. So then you you went from running, and then what? What did you get into next? Then I got into just straight outdoor bicycling. Um, I love that a lot. I so do a lot of that. outdoor bicycling came before spin. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Spin class really didn't happen um, until Brian, my brother, um, he, he and his wife were like, Chris, you should check this out. I think you'd like it. It's like being in a club. It's super loud. And I remember saying to him, like, that sounds like the cheesiest fucking thing a person could do. And they asked me, I don't even know how many times to go with them. And eventually I was like, all right, fine. Fuck it. Like YOLO, right? You don't know. If you don't go. So I went and I was like, fuck, I hate how much I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Where I'm at right now, there's not too many, like, we're in the sticks. So there's one gym, but it's like 30, 35 minutes away. So I just decided, I'm like, I'm not going to, there's no way. At one point I was working like two and a half hours round trip from where I live. So it was like, I was on the road for two and a half hours. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to go to the gym and then get home. So I started doing working out at home and I've been doing that consistently for two years. I got down, I was at like 240, 240 when I started and I got down to like 189 and then I went on vacation or something. I got back up to like 200 and now I'm about 197, but I'm just, I can't get back down to that, especially now since my wife's pregnant and the, the shutdown, it's like we've only got a certain amount of food we have to use up and like you can't really keep too many vegetables. And so it's kind of hard to keep yourself on track, but I've been trying to as best as I can with everything the way it is. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I've been a huge fan of like the AMRAP workouts you can do at home and combining those with eating, but I commend you. I've still not broken the 200 number and I know that it's just a number. I'm so freaking close, but it's just hovered at 210 for the better part of a year, um, which I'm happy with, like, compared yeah. to where I was. So, I'm excited for, like, once all this stuff's over and I'm and I'm moved to a place where there's more fitness places, just because I've, I've never, like, when I was, even when I was in high school, I would think I was, like, two, I think when I was at my, my most fit in high school, I was, like, 225, and I was lifting all the time, so I was more fat than muscle. But then, yeah, so once I got under 200, like, I just feel a lot less, a lot less weight that I'm carrying around. And so I feel like I can do yeah. a little bit more. So I'm excited to try different things. I like doing yoga a lot. 
Um, Pilates is really fun. Like I like to do Pilates. When I do Pilates, I feel like I lose the most weight, to be honest with you. Like I'll do Pilates for two weeks straight and I'll notice weight loss as long as I keep my diet somewhat in check. Um, just from all the, cause you build so much heat doing that shit. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. I've never done Pilates. Maybe I should check that out. See all those like, I, I, I categorize them as like hipster type workout things, even though they're really not, they're just so mainstream now. But, um, I, I never really did yoga until about two months ago and I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the DDPY one, the the Diamond Dallas Page one. I did that one, and that one was better for me. I liked it a little bit more because I I wasn't crazy flexible, so they kind of gear it more towards people who aren't as flexible, and they kind of build build you up into being more flexible. So I got to get back into it, but yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Now you can get your feet around behind the back of your head? No, but I can, like, touch my palms to the ground and shit, like, no problem, and, like... I couldn't do that when I started. Um, but Pilates, yeah. yeah, I used to make fun of people who did Pilates. I'm like, that's, it's like a chick workout. And like, when you do that shit, it, it'll kick your ass. Like it, you don't expect it to, you just start doing it and it's easy motions. It's not like not difficult motions. And a lot of it is on the ground. So it tricks you into being yeah. like, oh, this is an easy workout. And so I'll do it sometimes thinking like tricking myself into like, oh, I'm taking a rest day and I'll do Pilates and then I'm just sweating by the end of that workout because it just gets all up in your core. So I recommend trying it out if you haven't done it before. So, Are you, are you doing it through a, like an online program? Are you doing YouTube videos? How are you doing it? I'm sure you can get it on YouTube for free, but we've I've had it. It's called Daily Burn. Um, you can do it on your PlayStation. You can do it on – well, PlayStation, it's not great because you got to go through like the website. But you can do it on your phone, tablet. Um, and so we use that. We've been – doing that for since we've lived in Washington just because it's everything's so spread out where we live um so since like 2015 we've been doing it but like the last two years I've been doing every day and then I'll take my rest days and you know so I'll take days off every once in a while but I try not to yeah for sure if you're trying to get super into flexibility there's a program that we've been doing for the last couple months called Ramwad I don't know if you've ever heard of it it is Mm -hmm. um hard as hell dude Check it out. Like, see if you can find a YouTube video or something just to try it out. What is it called? Kind of Romwod, R-O-M-W-O-D, I believe. Um, it it basically puts you in positions of flexibility and has you hold them for a lot longer than you find comfortable. So mm. instead of holding a position for like ten seconds, it has you hold positions for like four or five minutes at a time. So that like by the end of it, you are in pain almost. Um, but it's great after. So now with everything basically shut down, I'm assuming, are you not able to do spin classes right now? Yeah. So it's been kind of weird. We've been, um, we've been doing them sort of virtually where the instructor goes one at a time to the studio, um, and sets up like a, a camera system and, uh, it, it's just bizarre. It's, uh, something that we didn't really train to do. So we go from having a room full of people where you're interacting and you're looking at a human to looking at this camera, um, and hoping that it's coming through the way that you intend it. And, um, but anyway, we, we've been doing that. I've only done one so far. I have another one tomorrow morning. Um, do you do like live, like Instagram live? No, I don't, I don't think they're running them live right now. I, depending on how long this goes, it wouldn't shock me if that came to be. Mm. Um, it's, you know, it seems like every day it's being extended another 15 days. So yeah, it's like the 30th right now. That's what they've yeah. extended it to. I think, yeah, I wasn't, uh, expecting to have to have a child during the apocalypse. Nobody told me that that's, <laughs> they weren't like, yeah, this is what's going to be happening when you're going to be having a kid. So I'm like, Oh, f- cool. This is awesome. So, it's going to be interesting I mean, to see what happens. I mean, I've just been laying low anyway because I've been off work for a while, so I was already, like, preparing for this shit. Um, but it's, yeah, it's kind of crazy just to think about how everything's changed so quickly. Um, but, yeah, I feel like you should still be able to do those type of spin classes and stuff virtually. And I think once you do it a couple times, you'll probably get more used to it. Um but I've seen a lot yeah. of that now. It's like a lot of online, like the daily burn thing that I do. Um, you can check it out actually right now. 
they do on if you go to their Instagram page, um, it's like Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays they do free workouts um, on their live. So it'll be on their story for 24 hours. So the one from today will be up there for 24 hours. I did the one today. It's actually a really good workout um, with a dude who's from Massachusetts. Um, but yeah, Monday, oh, cool. Wednesday, Friday, they do free ones on their Instagram live. So I've seen a lot of that, like a lot of live, free live trainings and stuff, like just people trying to get the word out now. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, I think it's probably the way of the world anyway, like forget COVID-19. I just, I'm a member of a gym here and they're just not packed. Even after new year's when you would expect that, you know, that subscription to just skyrocket, they just, people don't go. Um, and being in Alaska, it's a little weird. Um, I, I think a lot of people in our age group and younger are just generally more into fitness than prior generations anyways. But Alaska is one of those places where most people, when, when the sun's out or it's not winter, dead of winter, people are outside. They don't recreate in gyms um, because almost everything that you can do at a gym, you can do on a mountain or on a trail or something like that. So it is right. a little unique here, but. But even when I visited Boston back a few years ago, it was impressive to me, like that green belt and how everything has just transitioned to like biking around the city and really like navigating the city using your power rather than um, motor vehicles, which is to me kind of cool. I kind of wish that I jumped on this bandwagon earlier than my 20s, but hey, we're here now. Yeah, I mean, once you get to a certain age, I feel like you either go one of two ways where you're just like, you can get old. I see a lot of old people that walk around. They their necks are all fucked up, and like they walk with a limp. And I'm like, I don't want to do that shit. So I figure I'll take care of myself now, and then I don't have to worry about it as much. I mean, I'm sure I'm still gonna have issues just from all the dumb shit I did when I was a kid, but it's still, yeah, you got to take care of yourself. And some people just get to that point where they're like, well, fuck it, I'm already at this age, so I'm just not gonna even bother trying and then you just kind of let yourself go but i like working out once you get into that mode of doing it all the time and doing it on a regular basis it just gets like fun and then once i finished my workout for the day i'm like yeah i'm done and like i finished it so early today that i'm already thinking about doing a second one later today so i'm like you know heck yeah man and i think it like it's been my experience with kids um that they will bring it out of you even when you don't want to so like my daughter's I have two, one is four and one is two. Um, the first year kind of, obviously they're a baby baby, but once they start crawling and really interacting with you, like you can start workouts from basically day one. And so kind of on the daily, they're doing this thing called cosmic kids, which is like yoga program to Disney music or something stupid like that. But, um, but they love it. Like they ask to do it, which is awesome. And to get them outside onto a bike or whatever has been really easy. Um, because you're instilling it at such a young age. And it's something that like you and I, we just didn't have that happen when we were growing up. Like my, my family didn't focus on fitness at all. And I think part of it was time, right? Like our, our parents' generation were the first generation where everybody was divorced and single. So I totally recognize why there was probably no time to do it. But um, I think priorities were just different than like what you will be with your kid and right. our generation in general. Well, yeah, I think like when we were, people just didn't know as much either. Like when we were growing up, I didn't even, well, I didn't know until I met my wife that she was like, she would look at the label on stuff and we would end up buying stuff without high fructose corn syrup. And like, you know, I talked to my doc, I don't know how accurate this is, but I talked to my doctor at one point and he was checking me for like, you know, diabetes and all that stuff and everything was clear. And this was after, this is before I even had started losing weight and he said, you know, a lot of that stuff correlates with, um, high fructose corn syrup. And like, I didn't know about any of that shit. Um, but I was definitely a bigger kid. I know you were a bigger kid too. Like I would make fun of you for being a bigger kid just to take away from the fact that I was a bigger kid. And then we both kind of got older and you, you lost weight. What in high school or when did you start losing weight? Probably right the first year of college. So when everybody went to freshman 15, I went to freshman negative 30 or something like that, which was awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's the way you got to do it. You can't, if you let yourself fall into those traps where it's like, oh, you're going to go and do, people like to project their shit on you. 
they're like, oh, you're going to do this and it's, you're going to get, you know, you're going to go to college and get gain that fresh freshman 15. And it's like, you might do that, but I'm not going to do that. Um, so yeah, have I told you that I'm having a daughter? I think I've, I don't know if I've told you that. I think, I think I had asked if you, if you knew at the time, but I wasn't sure I was going to ask you again today. So no, congratulations. That's super exciting. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we're definitely like going to be getting into some survival skills for sure. We're going to be learning, um, how to fucking like self-defense. We're going to be learning how to, you know, kill zombies and shit. So we're going to be learning all types of stuff. (laughs) Um, yeah, so it's supposed to be July, so who knows what's going on. I mean, it's it's crazy right now with everything that's going on. Um your kids aren't aren't old enough to be in school or anything right right now, right now. No, they're not old enough to be in public schools, but um my job had a sort of preschool type daycare thing that is really structured available, so they they go to that um and they're basically, to me, getting a, a really good early education before they even start school. Um, and I don't know if I say that it's really good because they pay a lot of money for it or if it's actually really good. But I really do believe that since they started there, that their ability to just recall information and to learn new things has skyrocketed, which is huge. Um, and um, if nothing else, they're getting that social interaction that man, too many kids. That's the one thing that like, we just talked about fitness and how it's a priority for a lot of people in the current generation and growing up or whatever. But the one downside to me is they don't know how to interact with people, period, like almost at all. Uh, it, it really stresses me out actually when I try to have a conversation with a traditional uh, college freshman or something and they can't look you in the eye and they can't, like you ask them, hey, how are you? It's like you're interrogating them. They don't know like, how to interact with a person that's not really all that much older than they are. Um, that part depresses me. So the social interaction to me at such a young age, I think is huge. Who knows what happens from here, but I know this could be the way that we're living from it. Like living in a bunker, just talking on screens <laughs> right. and we're like, Oh, those fucking kids had it right. They already know how to do this. We're over here trying to learn TikTok, and they've already mastered the universe. So, Hey, I'm getting good at the woe though. Look at this. um i can't remember if i've told this story on the podcast before or not but we uh, we went to i forget how old we were but we went on vacation my mom one year asked me where i wanted to go for my vacation and i was like i want to go to the quick stop oh shit i just broke my pen i want to go to the quick stop um to see where jay and silent or where clerks was filmed and so I brought you and I brought our, my, my buddy Tom and we went to New Jersey and we went to the quick stop in, in Leonardo, New Jersey. And then we went to um, the Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash comic book store in Red Bank. And then we went to Bush Gardens or Six Flags Safari or some shit. I can't remember what it was. It was one where you drive through and we had a minivan at the time. And we, I forgot about that. Yeah. And we had, and we, we had sticks in the car because we were camping. So we had like, you know, little kindling and shit that was just kind of lying around in the car. So my mom had her window open and you were sitting, but we had taken the middle seat completely out of the minivan. So you, you two were in the back and I was in the front and you started taking little twigs and we were trying to put them through the window. And my mom started yelling at you. And so she's like basically shut the window, shut you down. So you were like, all right, I don't know what went through your head, but you decided that you were going to open the door to feed this giraffe, this stick. And as soon as the door popped open, that fucking giraffe, like damn near went up on two feet, took off running, almost ran into the car behind us. And then just like the sprinted off all fucking (laughs) scared. My mom was so mad. She was like, you asshole, you asshole. And she called you an asshole for about 10 minutes. And then she just started dying laughing. Like she like, saw the humor in it but yeah that shit was so funny almost killed the giraffe that way back in the day Dude, i forgot about that i uh most of that story like i re- i recall the giraffe running away i don't remember her calling me an asshole so it's good that that didn't scar me for very long no um, she called you an asshole constantly like 
she, <laughs> but in her defense, you usually were trying to piss her off, and then you realized that like you you would get further by pissing me off. So you would like, <laughs> yeah. so my mom would just like love when you would be around because then you you went from going annoying her all the time to doing shit to annoy me all the time, and like yeah, so it was fun though. Yep. But yeah, that story yeah. just always pops in my head, and I thought it was funny to bring that up because you were here for that so when you were first bringing up vacations i i immediately went to what were we juniors in high school or close to it when we went to san francisco yeah uh, i was i was trying to recall what the heck could have happened on that vacation that you're about to talk about this now but i totally forgot about the new jersey one no um, san francisco i don't i just remember the picture that we have from where we like uh we probably wouldn't get away with it now but we were it says like slow children present the slow children oh. present and we sit we're sitting there with drool in our mouth and shit like looking off all awkward and stuff so we took a picture in front of that sign i remember that i remember the zigzaggy road i feel like there was yeah. something else that that happened when we were out there we went out and visited remember, my mom's friend terry right yeah and i for some reason distinctly just remember the highlight of the vacation for me why i don't know but like was being at the ocean side at the pier there where the Bushman guy Bushman, was. Bushman, yeah. He's dead. That motherfucker died. I mean, that, yeah, I mean, there's no way to know how old he was then, right? But he's been known for quite some time. So. Well, he wasn't that old. He actually had, like, he made a lot of money. He drove, like, he drove around in a nice car and stuff. He wasn't homeless. He was just an entertainer. Um, but, yeah, he just said he would sit down there and scare people. He would sit behind the little bush thing and scare the shit out of people. And if he'd get you, he'd be like, you got to pay me, motherfucker. And he would say, say it just <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, what a good business platform. Yeah, yeah. If I, if I get you, you got to pay me. So I'm trying to think of what else we did there. I know we did more than that. I want to say we did some gay shit. Not like, like me and you did some gay shit, but I feel like there was some... Cause my mom was friends with all the gays in San Francisco. And so I feel like we did yeah. like did something maybe went to Castro oh, or something. Sure. I don't remember, but I've... I'm sure we did something that had my family on edge. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out with my mom, the fucking, the super lefty. Yeah. They thought I was going to come back dressed as, I don't know, like a unicorn or something. <laughs> with a butt plug or something. <laughs> Like you were just going to hop in on a pogo stick shoved up your ass. Yeah. My family, I, I, I wish that I could say that they've gotten better over time, but they've, they've effectively, they being a general, day, there are a few that don't really care either way, but they've gone so far to the right in a lot of ways, more than it was then. And thankfully I've been removed from it for long enough that I feel like I'm pretty grounded politically and I would probably slap the shit out of my, 10th grade so well you can go too far left too like my my mom's gonna be pissed for me saying this but i don't give a fuck she's like she's almost gone too far left to where it's like like we've got to get donald trump out at, at all costs like it doesn't matter if the democrats are putting up like a candidate like joe biden who's almost as bad as trump he's just you know he's just got a blue tie on and shit so you can go too far to to the left as well um, that's how I try oh, to, really? I try to do the same shit, man. Just right down the middle, right down the middle. It's just, but you got to keep yourself informed and it's hard cause there's a lot of misinformation out there. I think that's a big issue right now with everything that's going on. It's like people don't know where to get their information from. And so oh, totally. it's just a lot of, a lot of confusion. Um, yeah. Um, so what, so you've, you've, kind of you've said you now fall more like in the middle yeah i'm definitely um definitely in the middle like i'm definitely i would say that i'm fiscally still pretty conservative i i count my pennies and dimes right but at the same time there's so many social progressive movements and programs that i tend to agree with and support too so um i feel like there's just basic shit yeah there's just basic shit that it's just like it's it's a no brainer, and it's like then you see other countries that have it, and you're like, well, why the fuck don't we have that shit? And right. and you see people fighting back and forth. It's like you guys are fighting over the same people. 
Like they're the same fucking people. They all hang out together. <laughs> they're all the same people. <laughs> like, yep. yep. It, so yeah, it just, uh, it's funny though. It just, it's entertaining, I guess. I will say that Donald Trump is funny as fuck. Like he makes me laugh, like genuinely makes me fucking yeah, he's laugh. Like, funny. like yeah, he does. <laughs> we did a podcast a couple weeks ago. It was like the first one we did. Cause as soon as they, they locked everything down, I was like, well, fuck, I'll just do an extra podcast. People are looking for shit to listen to. And so if you listen to the first one, we did the first bonus one and we're talking about Corona coronavirus. And then the next one we we're calling it the Chinese virus. And then now we're calling it like COVID-19. And so that one where he's calling it, he's like, it's from China. I'm just like, dude, we were (laughs) fucking dying. I could not stop laughing. It's so funny. He knows what he's doing. Like, you know exactly what the fuck you're doing, but it's just fucking hilarious. He he says it in a different font. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um. So what do you do besides, like, I know you're a dad, that shit takes up a lot of time. Um, do you have any hobbies that you do besides working out? <laughs> oh, I got the corona, my bad. Um, you know, recently I've, I've been so engrossed or um, involved in my professional development that I've been doing a lot of schooling and just reading a lot. Um, so I would say a hobby would just be learning, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, it, I, I'm trying to just recall like what a typical day for me looks like, but for the most part, um, I just kind of, yeah, I, I, a dad and then I do my work and I don't really have much time for too much stuff, which is terrible to say out loud. I've never really realized it until you just asked me that question, but, um, I think in time it'll get better. I'm currently, I'm trying to, work toward um my in at the university setting i'm now teaching now online courses but teaching statistics and sort of math-based courses and i really everything that i do in life i just try to know more than i need to about really whatever i'm doing and so i have these students who are generally working in the medical field they're nurses or they're admins at hospitals or that type of stuff Um, that's just the type of student that we typically have and um, so for me, I'm very fluent, you could say, in um, in statistical analysis and stuff like that. But I, I wasn't and still am not super versed in how it applies to the medical field because I learned it at the scientific level for biology and life sciences. So I've been doing a lot of research in how do we um, apply this stuff so that we can model um and analyze data for stuff like even coronavirus. Like I've been talking about coronavirus in my class every single week. Um, just to, you know, stay on top of it and try to use it as an opportunity to develop uh, or further develop that skill of modeling and predicting and that type of stuff. So I'm pretty interested in, um, I guess, the, the current contemporary data and the movements for modeling and predictions and so all that stuff that you're seeing of I don't know how much you've gone into coronavirus and yourself, but there's a model out there called Chime. I can't remember what the acronym stands for, but they're they're um, pretty popular in, in the current wave of trying to figure out what coronavirus is going to do, how long it's going to be, where it's at, wh- when the peak is going to hit, and it's all based on just oh, data okay. that they've gathered. Um, so stuff like that's super intriguing to me. So I, I would say a hobby is learning super nerdy things like that shit um, I, mean, I learned that's why i do a podcast i try to do like normally when we do a podcast we do different guests and i'll try to learn about different topics um just because i i i suck at reading i try to read i'll read like articles and shit but like i try to get a book and i have three books right now sitting next to me and i'm like i try to do it and i just can't so i have to like talk to people and so that's why i do the podcast and i'll talk to people about different things and try to learn some new shit so as you get older, you have to learn shit. There's no, I sold phones for like two and a half, three years, not three years, something like that. And you'd have people that would come in and they're, you know, in their sixties and seventies and they, their, their whole thing is, well, I didn't grow up using this, this technology you did. Like, I didn't grow up using it. Like I got this shit the same time as you, you have to learn how to like, there's no cutoff point when you have to stop learning. Like 
I got this technology the same time as you. This was 14 years ago. I started learning how to use it. You you told chose to brush it off, and now everything works this way. And now you're you're coming to me telling me that I don't know how to use this because I didn't grow up with it. I I didn't either. Yeah. You know. So there's there's no point when you have to stop learning. I think you can tell when people people do consider themselves done at learning. You know, they just they're just dumber. They just <laughs> they come off as as more ignorant and shit. So what does that look? You look yeah, like for sure. I, no, my wife was trying to ask me a question while you were talking. Oh um, no, you look like you were being held hostage or something. <laughs> help. <laughs> help no, I would agree. I, you know, it's kind of, I think about this a lot just from a existential sort of, um, sort of view where like I talk to people that are our age kind of a lot, right? Cause they're our age right. and you and I, like we weren't terrible students, but we, we weren't great. Like I'll be the first to admit that. Um, and it wasn't because we didn't have the aptitude or, or anything like that. I really don't believe that. Um, based on what I'm currently doing and like just chatting with you now. Um, what's interesting to me and something that would never be popular, especially, you know, among the younger voters, but I really think that the school system should try to figure out a way to make schooling longer before we have to pay for it in college. Or if, you know, if social sort of welfare, for lack of a better term, and paying for college isn't a priority, like, I really wish for myself that high school went until I was like 21 or 22 because I feel like I would have figured out a lot of shit that I didn't figure out until my mid twenties such that I could have been put on a trajectory or like better at a better spot in my life where reading was a priority and learning was a priority and like all of these things that I didn't figure out until I got all that stupid shit out of my system between 18 and 22 that I think a lot of people go into. And when you apply it to the larger scale, I think a lot about that, that national debt, particularly with regard to student loans, like national debt in general, I don't think is solvable, but the student loan problem that I think that we have might be partially solvable if we figured out a way to make students care about their learning before they start taking out loans for college. Right. Um, I'm, in that, I'm in that boat too. I, I owe way more than I should for student loans for a degree that I'm not going to use anymore. So it's not, you know, it's not all of them. It includes me. Um, it just, it's frustrating when I'm thinking in hindsight, how much money I owe for something I'm never going to use, even though the education was really brilliant and it was awesome for me and profound. And I wouldn't, I, I don't regret it. I don't regret what I got out of it, but I, I'm contributing to this big disaster such that if I were to lose my job or get in dire straits, I would stop paying my student loans which would effectively hurt the economy. Yeah. I, uh, I heard somebody say, I can't remember where I heard it, but like the best way I had heard it and I had never really thought about it this way was like, we have K through 12. So why not just make it K through 16 and then do it like that? Like if public, public education is free. We already have K through 12, just do K through 16, do the extra four years. And then, you know, um, but I don't know, again, I don't know how, how you, how well that, idea would be implemented and i know bernie sanders wants to do uh his education plan and stuff but i think we do need overall overhaul education because like people have so many debts i'm lucky i like i dropped out of school i when i went to college i knew almost immediately i was like this shit's not for me and but i had fun partying so i i stayed in for like an extra year that i probably shouldn't have just because i like to party and uh yeah, I just knew immediately like the shit's not for me. And so as a result, now I don't have, I've paid off my last student loans like, you know, years ago. So I don't have any student loans and my wife doesn't have any student loans as well. And so like, we're very fortunate that we don't have to worry about that. But especially now with everything being shut down, like all these student loans that people have, it's just, I can't imagine how people are going to pay them. So. Yeah, dude. Like in a lot of ways, I, you know, I, I envy people that learned that early enough that they don't have this student loan thing looming over them. Like you can still get good jobs. All, all the job force really requires is like application of your talent. It doesn't necessitate a degree always, right? Like I think the degree gets you in the door sometimes for the interview, but there are so many people I've met in all walks of life that like are making it 
much more successfully than I'll even ever like dream to make it. They don't have a college degree. Like all they had was the drive to do something. Um, and damn it, went out and did it without all this college debt. And those suckers like myself, I like, I, I, I say that lightly and kind of ingest, but like, to some degree, I think that there's truth to it. Like I'm a sucker for buying into like, you have to go to college because it was, I mean, it was forced down our right. Well, you feel school. weird. Like you feel like you're less than you feel like you're not. Cause everybody else is like, Oh, this is what you, you have to do this. You have to do this. Um, but yeah. I'm, and, but then there was people that had the foresight, like the internet was coming out around there. And like, if you looked to the internet and you're like, all right, well, this is where the future's going. And you can learn damn near anything from the internet, like anything. So you can basically, you can, you can get your whole education. Like I've learned so many tricks about how to make money and stuff just from being home. So I have like a whole system and stuff in place set up to make money from home while I'm not working. Um, you just learn shit online. That's the way you do it. I can't remember where I was going with that, but, um, what did you say prior to that? Sorry, I don't fucking remember what we were talking about just a minute. I lost my train. Oh, it was just shit happens. Once I was just commenting on like how how commendable it is for people that did realize like, hey, college might not be for me. They right, right, right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they do. They it's like you know you have to do it. You have to do it. You have to do it. And you know if you really just stop and, and look and say you know this is this shit's not for me. It just it saves you a lot of headache in the long run. So yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, part of it's, part of it's, I think, forced in a way, or um, it's manipulated, it's created in a way such that, you know, like a policy comes out and it says that it has to be, you know, whatever the field is, something has to be uh, managed by some other thing, some other entity. I think a good example is uh, a lot of states, including Alaska, have the marijuana initiative going out, whether or not you make it legal. And then it turns into this big policy thing. Well, how do we manage it? And like all this shit. So all these new jobs are created that require degrees for the sake of requiring degrees so that people can get paid stupid amounts of money. To otherwise, I, I really just don't see how it's managed well. Um, and effectively, the, the whole point of the industry was to create a new revenue opportunity to offset state or local debts, right? And it's, yeah, it's just nuts to me. Um, I think about the economy a lot and like how we spend and receive money. Um, the military one, I don't think we'll ever figure out. Like I think the United States is pretty well versed in understanding that we, our job as the United States is to police the world. So I don't think that that one's even on the table for discussion, regardless of your political affiliation. So we have to figure out something else. And there's so many people out there, like you said, that saw the internet as the future and figured out all the stuff that we didn't even realize we needed. Um, and all these tech companies, they, they don't, they don't even know what we need, but what they do is they design a product and they, they tell us why we need it. And then we go out and buy it. You are in the phone sales. You know that that's true. Mm. Yeah. I was bad though. Cause I just, I would only sell, like I would sell phones and shit. Like I got to a point where like, if I started to, to realize like a piece of equipment was a piece of shit, like I wouldn't sell it. And they'd be like, no, you have to sell these. I'm like, no, I don't. They don't work. Like it makes more work for me to sell you this device and I know it's going to get returned. And so, but they were like, no, we need to get, they, their thing was activations, activations, activations. And so they wanted new, new customers and stuff. Um, but yeah, the whole thing was like every, every year, every quarter, there was a new phone coming out. It's like, you know, February or April, May, there's a new phone coming out. And then end of the summer, there was a new phone coming out. And like, and that technology that's then expired. And so it's a whole thing. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm hoping that this whole thing is like a, a wake up call and a reality check. Um, but, um, you said something about the military. What did you say? You said something about the military. I think we spend like, I think we can spend a lot less than we do. Not like a lot less, but we spend way too much fucking money on our military, especially for endless wars and like regime change, regime change wars and all that stuff. Um, like I do think we, we can be kept safe without having to spend trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions. Um, especially when we have so many other issues, like just spread that shit out a little bit, you know, put a little bit of money into the schools, put a little bit of money into the hospitals, put a little bit of money into, you know, the homeless issue. Um, and then start taking care of the world's problems. Um, yeah. 
like, yeah, I think on the political landscape, like a lot of times we get, um, well, why don't we do what Scandinavia does? Or why don't we do what Germany does? Well, those countries have the opportunity to do what they do socially because the United States is there policing them with our military. They don't have to spend the money on it. It's kind of, it's a double-edged sword, right? Like I wholeheartedly support the military. I think that they do good work at the, at the individual level and for society. But I'm, I'm in agreement with you that it's got to be spread out somewhere. Right. Um, we well, the problem is, too, is that we spend all this money on sending people to war and then they come back and they're like, you have to support the troops. Uh, if you if you kneel for the flag, you're you're a piece of shit. But then the troops come back and we're not we're not giving them housing. We're not making sure that we're taking care of their mental health. We're not taking care of all the stuff that they should be. They should automatically get for signing up for service. Yeah. And so that's the shit that pisses me off is like you're going to fucking shove patriotism down my throat and then you're not even going to take care of the people that that sign up to do that shit. Um, yep. And then you accuse me of being a, an anti-patriot. So that's the shit that pisses me off. Um, yeah, I don't know how we got down that little road. What does your hat say? Troublemaker? Uh, I think this side says troublemaker. Yeah, that's my my vibe cycle um, nickname, I guess. Yeah, they call me troublemaker there. Vibe Cycle is kind of fun. It's it's got all these spin bikes, just like any spin studio, but all their bikes have different uh, nicknames on them. And when we were first signed on as instructors, um, when we get hired on, they ask us to choose a bike that like resonates with you. Um, and this one was it's just so easy for me. Like they had they had other good ones, I thought, um, but Troublemaker is definitely just that's what I do. I'm a middle child. I mean, I, my I mean, whole I, life, I just I feel like I can see that. I figured I already yeah. knew when I asked you why you, why I said that, but I feel, you used to yeah, throw but, little snaps inside my my mom's car to piss her off. You throw the little firecracker snaps. Into the, <laughs> I don't remember doing that, but I don't doubt that that happened. Oh yeah, and I got smacked okay. for it. That's probably why I did it. I got to watch you get hit. <laughs> I got smacked because I was laughing, and she couldn't read. You were in the back seat throwing him into the front seat. And I couldn't, she couldn't reach you. And I was in the front seat laughing. I don't know how I remember all this shit. I smoke so much weed and I somehow I remember all this shit. We, we definitely grew up at a time where it was socially acceptable to hit somebody else's kid, at least a little bit, if they were like a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine hitting somebody's kid now? Oh my God. Dude, do you She's remember, do you remember, I'm not going to throw, throw him under the bus, but. It was somebody, I don't know, I don't, I'll let you decide if you want to say who it was. Somebody we know called my mom. Do you remember this? When I was, I was riding my bike home and my mom is like furiously driving down the street. She pulls over. She's like, screams at me. I didn't, I have no idea what the fuck she's talking about. And she's like, were you in on this? And she said, blank called me and told me that you fell off your bike, hit your head, broke your head, broke your head open and that I needed to get down there immediately. Do you remember that? Oh, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> That's not me like trying to hide it. I really don't remember that. Yeah. They had to come and apologize. Here, I'll write it down. Just, I don't want to say it because I don't want to blow up their spot, but we were younger. No, You'll know exactly. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll text it to you here. Hold on. Okay. I'll tell you after who it was. Actually, no, because I want I want to know if you. Um, Man, I feel like something like that. Well, I have a terrible memory. Maybe I should have smoked more weed. It seems like everybody I know that smoked weed has great memories. I know. All right, see if you can see this. That doesn't surprise me, but I, I really don't. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, dude. I still remember that shit. I was riding home. My mom pulled over and she's like, what is wrong with you? I was like, I didn't, I have no idea. I wasn't part of that. And I guess he called my mom and was like, yeah, your son fell off his bike and broke his head open. And that shit. Yeah, was- there, were, there were a lot of just crazy people at the time. Do you my remember, older uh, brother is one of them. <laughs> um, he... He hasn't changed in any any capacity. Like recently, um, oh, I'm friends with he, him on Facebook. 
Oh, yeah. So then you're probably getting more than I, <laughs> I do. I, I am not friends with most of my family on Facebook. Um, I was just getting inundated with political crap that I don't really care to read and whatever. So I was just like, yeah, I'll just block them and talk to them on the phone periodically. Yeah. Um, Some people yeah, make that uh, shit their whole identity. It's like, that's all. I know. It's like, I don't get, like, I get it. But, like, at the end of the day, like, whoever's in office, it's not really going to, like, you've got, uh, it's going to affect you depending on who you are. But, like, yeah, just these people that bitch and, like, it's, yeah. Dude, if there's any big mistake anybody can make, it's that. I, I used to sit on the other side of that interview table so many times and, like, it's no joke. Like when people say, Oh, jobs look into your social media. Not, not only do they look through it, like they print it out and they make jokes about it. Like it's ridiculous <laughs> how many times people do not get jobs because of the stupid shit they post on Facebook. Yeah. But they choose to do it. So what if your shit's private? Like, well, I don't post stupid shit on Facebook, but like, what if my shit was private? Like, can they still get into it? Um, or is it just harder. the, the I, dumber people I, just don't even, they're just like, whatever, man. I saw some yeah, shit the I other day. Be... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I saw something the other day, and uh, I, it was somebody I know. Like, there's certain people that I keep on my Facebook just because it's it's entertaining for me. And like, this dude was like straight up did like a drug deal on Facebook. He was looking for something. I forget what type <laughs> of drug. And some dude hits him up. He's like, "Hey, I got this if you need it." And they're like, "Okay, cool. I'll hit you up. How much?" And they did the whole exchange on. It was like a Facebook post. I'm like, you guys know that this is like completely public right now. Like you just did a whole, like I barely know you and I know that you just did a drug deal. Like anybody can see that shit. So it's just, yeah, I can only imagine the type of shit that um, people post on there. We're, I don't know if you have it or not, but we, we live in a neighborhood, H, it's like an HOA and uh, they have an app. It's it's everywhere has it. It's called Next Door. And it's almost like a, like you're supposed to post like, oh, you know, something, something's going on uh, down the street or if like there's an emergency, it's just basically a way to communicate with your neighbors and people will use that as like social media type shit. Like they'll post complaints, they'll come, they'll post like, um, their political opinions on there. I've seen people post about 5g and how it's causing the coronavirus, like all types of crazy stuff. Oh yeah. Like that stuff happens all the time. And I know like when we've been interviewing people, you'll see stuff like that um, pretty regularly. And then um, what's always funny is it's, it's followed by like usually photos of them with their family or like, look how beautiful our, our life is and how happy we are or whatever. And it's, uh, it's interesting to me. People are funny. Do you still play drums? I have a drum set that when my daughter was born, we moved because I have kind of a small house um, and we just didn't have room for it, but I do. Um, I, I still enjoy it. I've also recently picked up the guitar that I suck at and the, the ukulele, which I'm mediocre at. It's a lot easier to learn. I can't do the friggin' F chord on the guitar. Yeah, I've always had trouble with that. Are you? Uh, do you need to, to take a piss or something? Yeah, I'm going to do it while we're on the thing. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I have my guitar that I I I need to get back into it. That shit's so frustrating though, because you start playing it, and then your fingers cramp up, and like then I stop playing it again. And but I really need to get back into it. I just I can't seem to. Yeah, I, to I legit thought that maybe my fingers are just too fat to play the guitar, but obviously that's just an excuse to not learn it. Right. Um, yeah, but I enjoy it. I, I like music. I want the girls. I want the girls to appreciate music, um, be it like piano or whatever. Um, That's what I was going to ask you. So you said like one of your favorite parts about doing the spin cycle or spin stuff is uh, because you get to do the DJ shit. Yeah. um, So that, that generally is uh, what we would have listened to in Brockton though. Like I, I still love hip hop music. Like it is my favorite stuff to jam to i think a lot of that is really you and my friendship because none of my other friends really listen to it mm. um really at all like when i when i think back i don't think any of them listen to it like um, bobby and all those guys like they would they would listen to it but to joke at it and not really like appreciate it i think it's changed since like 
I think he appreciates all music now, but um, it, everybody just like disown hip hop music. My family, forget it. Like you can never listen to it. And I still <laughs> love like classic rock and all that stuff that like I grew up with. But hip hop to me is like, there's so much in it. Um, and I, I just, I can't, can't get enough of it. New stuff, old stuff. So yeah, my, most of my spin classes are all hip hop. Yeah. I do a playlist to go along with uh, one of the podcasts I do. So I do Mondays and Fridays. I do new new songs added every every week. So Friday's usually like new music Friday, so it'll be new music and then Monday's usually just I'll dip into my collection of of shit and I'll put it on there. Um but yeah, I still listen to like I, I mean obviously hip hop is like my favorite of all the music. Um but I listen to like I went to Slipknot a couple years back. Um uh, the same year I went to like Slipknot, Corn, Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie. Like I still love metal and I still like I just can't get enough metal either but hip-hop just i've talked about it before and my listeners are probably sick of me saying it but like it's the only music i think that changes and evolves over time um whereas like if you look at a music like country music and going back like the way that it changes and evolves is it it becomes more like hip-hop and like so that's always something that i noticed um but yeah i i like i I was looking at onesies for my, my daughter. I was looking at NWA onesies and like, you know, Nas and all that shit. Um, we actually went and saw Nas last year. That was so dope. Um, our earth gang's really good. They're they're one of my new like favorites. I don't know if you've heard of earth gang, but, um, I went and saw them in Tacoma. They're dope. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good, good new hip hop. You just have to find it. So I try to make it easier for people by posting it on, on my shit. Yeah, I'll have to check out uh, your playlist stuff because I'm always perusing anyways. Um, there's another kind of pseudo genre that was introduced to me recently. I don't know what you would call it. It's like remix genre, but I don't. But it's like hip hop. There's an artist called Girl Pop. He's a DJ. Um, remixes like classic rock um, sort of background music with hip hop lyrics and rhythm. It's it's really hard to describe. Just check it out. It's called Girl Talk. Girl Talk. Um, I feel like I've heard that name somewhere. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. Um, I really, I like it. Uh, I definitely check it out if, if you're into that type of music. Um, yeah, you were always um, more musically inclined in, in the sense of like just variety. And I mean, every car ride we had to listen to Stained. But aside from car rides, um, <laughs> well, I used to make like I used to make CDs for everyone. Like I was the the CD plug. I would make like playlists, and I always had different like as many songs as you could get onto a CD. I would have, and I just would have all these different volumes of CDs, and all legally downloaded too. Yeah, legally from LimeWire. Um, but what I would do too, and I've talked about this shit before, but it always makes me laugh, is I would do, I would add little, because you could download little audio clips. So I'd download little audio clips from porn, and I would throw them into the the playlist. So like if you were listening to your shit on blast in traffic, it would just go from like track six to seven, and it would just be some girl getting banged for 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if I ever did that to you. I think I did it to Ryan a couple times, like because he would do these long trips and he'd be like, "Hey, bro, can you like make me a CD?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And I would always do that. Yeah. I'd throw in like some. Yeah. He's like, he never would know when it would be coming because it was just a burn disc. Um, I don't think you ever did that to me. No, but I always liked doing that. Like, and I thought about getting into like DJ equipment, but I'm like, I have too much shit. I've like, I can't get into DJing. I I'd like curating music and finding music and like interviewing artists like i just interviewed a guy named um he's a hip-hop artist named megaran and he does like you should check him out after this he does video game stuff like not just video game stuff but he'll do like pop culture like um when the mandalorian came out he did his version called randalorian because he's megaran um but he can actually rap like he's not like he's not like a gimmicky you know, it's not cheesy, it's not corny. And, um, so he came on and talked to me. So that one's going to be coming out. Uh, this will be released on Friday. So it'll be, it'll have come out on Tuesday. So, um, check him out. He's dope. He's got some cool. Mega like, Red. Is he on Spotify? 
Yeah, he's on Spotify, and he has like he'll, he'll, a lot of his beats will incorporate video game music too. So it's like some of them are like straight beats, and then some of them he'll incorporate like you know. So it'll go from like the video game beat into piano, and it's really dope. So and really yeah, I'll nice definitely guy. check that out. Um, Mega Ran Nine. That's his Mega Ran. What's Mega that? Ran. Well, I'm seeing Mega Ran Nine. That looks like an album, though. Um, yeah, and he Mega on it, so I assume that's him. Yeah, yeah, and he's got like um, I think he used to rap under the name Random, and uh, you have to listen to the the podcast to get more details. But I asked him why he changed his name from Random, and basically he's like, if you enter Random Rapper, you know, it's just gonna bring up any yeah. random rapper. He's like, the funny thing is. Before, when I was going under the name Random, it would, you know, it, you couldn't get it to go back to that. Now he's like, if you put in Random Rapper, I'm the first thing that pops up. I'm like, well, kind of came full circle. Yeah, for sure. But um, we're just getting to about an hour. This was fun. Um, if you want to come on again, I, like I said, I'm doing extra one. So, and if you are looking for okay. something to get into, you can always do like a fitness podcast. Just an idea. I think everybody should have a podcast that that's good at it. So thought you did well and uh i don't know that i'd be good at it but i'm happy to be a guest on yours well i mean if you're talking to other people like you don't think you'd have fun talking to other people in the fitness world about like different shit True. Right? you know that's just not like yeah. fitness is one part of what i do so like i don't like to only talk about fitness but i do i think right now with everybody stuck inside it's good to know that you should you know that's one thing that you should be doing is definitely getting your exercise in um because that shit helps your immune system. That's going to make your immune system stronger. It's going to make your lungs healthier. And it sounds like this shit's like a respiratory thing. So get working out. Dan, do you do, uh, do you have, you, you, are you posting regularly workouts and shit on your Instagram? Yeah, for the most part on, on my, um, it's my Vibe Cycle Instagram account. It's Troublemaker Vibe. I, yeah, I post usually what I'm doing for the day, um, unless it's boring stuff that no one really cares about. Like today, I'm going to go for a run, so I'll just like put how many miles. But a lot of times, if I don't post like myself, I'll, I'll tag other people that are doing cool shit. Um, there's really just there's so many good workouts out there that don't require a gym that just require commitment. And yeah, I know I was supposed to do my first. I signed up for a uh, my first run, and it was supposed to be in May, and they canceled it already. So I had a feeling that was going to yeah. get canceled, but whatever. I'm going to continue to work out like I was supposed to do it. So, Heck yeah, man. But anyway, we'll have to do this again. Um, did you already say your, your Instagram page if you want people to go on there and find you? Yeah, uh, my Instagram is Troublemaker Vibe. I think it's like MKR. I should know this, but I don't. Um, yeah, you can. Yeah, Troublemaker VIB. Okay. Um, Check me out. If you have questions, you can shoot me up. No, not shoot me up. <laughs> Too much hip hop. <laughs> don't shoot me up. <laughs> um, hit me up on, on Instagram. I'm happy to share workouts. Um, what what I'm doing. Hey, dude, it's been awesome chatting with you. Right. It's good to catch up. I hate yeah. COVID nineteen making me catch up with a lot of old people, but hey, I'll take it. Yeah, and it's fun to do these little like podcast from time to time just to kind of check in because like people are all over the world right now and so it's like kind of interesting to see how it's affecting everybody differently so yeah before before we go how many people are listening tuning into your podcast and um and you give like a two-minute history of it and where it's going and wait what what did you ask me can you give me like can you give me like a two minute history of your podcast and like how many people are kind of tuning in and what's the uh, aspect of it? So I started the podcast last year. It'll be a year in July. Um, I mean, we were kind of messing around. Like I think it was like April when I first started messing around with it. Um, but July is when the first episode of both. So I launched two shows at the beginning. Um, there's itty bitty podcast, which is different topics each week, different guests. It's just kind of the stuff I'm interested in. So I've done comic books, I've done rappers, I've had, um, cool artists, like outside the box artists on. Um, and I have a, a list of people that I'm still working on talking on getting on. And then choice nugs only is one. It's more like, you know, we do it a weekly thing. I had a, a co-host on that one and he had been doing it forever and then just disappeared on me. 
like completely just stopped calling me, stopped hitting me up and then reached like a back. bad Tinder date. Yeah. And like we had done it for a while and like he was, his face was on the artwork. Like he had been doing it so long. I put his face on the artwork. And so that kind of threw that show off for a little bit, but now it's back on track. And I do that with my buddy, uh, Alex. Um, and so we do that one remote. So that's actually been fun because he's like, he's out of LA and, uh, so he kind of he's in like a, a more populated area so it's been kind of nice to, to see how it's been with him but so anyway um and as far as listeners it's been growing i mean i steadily between the three shows or between the two shows and youtube and everything i probably have around 150 to 200 like subscribers so it's not too oh, cool. yeah i mean it's nothing it's still a small little following but I'm working on making it bigger and I've been taking advantage of, um, everything, not taking advantage, but taking opportunity with people being bored. And so I've been trying to get better, better, yeah. um, guests. So if I've got a couple that I've, I'm reaching out to today that I'm hoping we'll do it. So yeah. Uh, that's sure. it. Well, I'll definitely, I'll put a little post on my Instagram. Not that I have a ton of followers either, but every little bit, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, all right, well, I'm going to let you go. It was a dope little – this will be airing this Friday, so this will be coming out um, the end of the week as a bonus episode. So appreciate everybody listening. To Make sure you subscribe, rate, review. Um, tip your servers and bartenders or whatever. I know they're not open right now, but tip the people if you get takeout and uh, don't cough on people. Um, stay, stay six feet, six feet away. No plan grab ass, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.